Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. And just like that, we're at 4 o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo Show. This is your one-stop shopping for everything you need to know in sports. We call it the 4 o'clock reset. Everything. This is all you need to know. It's right here in one spot. After securing another win over a shorthanded Denver Nuggets team last night, Phoenix Suns are reportedly resting their core four. No Devin Booker, no Kevin Durant, no Chris Paul, no DeAndre Ayton tonight against the L.A. Lakers. None yes. of them will play. So it's uh, Amari, Sean, <laughs> Steve, Steve, and Joe. <laughs> Leandro Barbosa. Yeah. <laughs> Boris Diaw is going to be the sixth guy tonight. Grant Boris Hill Diaw. is going to shave that gray beard beard off that he had when he was yes. doing the Final Four. Tim and- Thomas has come out of retirement. <laughs> Him and, and Kurt Thomas. That game is at uh, 7.30 tonight. We have not heard on what the Lakers are planning on doing. The last I checked, LeBron and AD were both questionable for the game. Of course, you know, they've been dealing with health issues all year. It's how badly does the do the Lakers want to try to win and try to get five, uh, six? Do they just want to play in? I, we don't know at this point. No, we don't know. I mean, because five through nine is an absolute disaster with two games left. I mean, there's a Golden State could be fifth or they could be ninth, and there's a lot of scenarios that are almost too hard to even go over at this point. It's impossible to uh, go over it, I think, and, and you agree. Now, as far as the time to build the chemistry, they're obviously not going to get that tonight, but Kevin Durant says that we really don't need more time. The fellowship in the locker room, the camaraderie on the team playing on the bus, all that stuff matters. It factors into having a good culture around your team. I think it's a family atmosphere, so when you step in here, chemistry is not really a problem. You know, every, when you communicate and everything, when guys police themselves, hold themselves accountable, I think all that stuff makes up for a lack of time spent together. As far as last night's game goes, it's really hard to take anything from the Suns' win against the, the Denver Nuggets. Denver played none of their five starters, and the Suns really struggled to generate even interest in the game last night, uh, I think. The starters got off to such a bad start. Booker was one for eight. Yeah, he really struggled. One for eight. He really struggled. He really struggled last night, but with about four Four or five minutes to go in the game. The Suns finally decided to stop messing around, and ultimately they pulled away from the Nuggets, thanks in part to the Paul of Kevin Durant and of this guy, Chris Paul, who set a career high and made three pointers last night. Should have made more. You know what I mean? Trying to take them shots. That's why these games are important. This is, like I said, I ain't never really played with guys that's getting doubled like this. Seven made threes of the most in his career. Twelve attempted threes ties for the most in his career. Yeah, he hit a wide open three after the ball got tipped back to him. I think I couldn't. I think one of the Clippers players tipped it back, but Torrey was trying to get it. That was part of an eight nothing run to put him up one fourteen one oh seven. Then he hit the dagger where he sidestepped Reggie Jackson after a quick pass from Torrey, and then he knocked it down. And uh, there was a 109 left, and that put him up by 8, 119, 111. So two big three-pointers, you know, in the final three and a half minutes helped uh, helped the Suns win that game. All right, quick note for this weekend's home finale and regular season finale against the Clippers for the Suns on Sunday. The Suns will pay tribute to the one and only Al McCoy as he gets ready to call his final regular season game. Of course, he'll do the playoffs, too. Yeah, they're saying after 51 years as a voice of the Suns, um, Al McCoy will hang it up, so. 
his tenure with the Suns is the longest run by a team broadcaster in NBA history. They're going to celebrate his illustrious career with a halftime presentation during the final regular season game against the Clippers. All right, we're going into the final weekend of the regular season in the NBA, and I'll tell you what the standings are right now. Good luck to you trying to decipher what's going to happen because it's just an absolute mess right now. Right now, the Clippers are fifth. The Golden State Warriors are sixth. They have the same record. The Clippers have the tiebreaker. The Lakers are seventh. The Pelicans are eighth. Minnesota is ninth. OKC is tenth. Now, tonight, the games that matter the most, the Pelicans are hosting the Knicks. The Mavs are hosting the Bulls. The Warriors are at the Kings. And that's in addition to the Suns and the Lakers tonight as well. And, of course, when it comes to that Mavs game, they've waved the white flag. Following the first quarter against the Bulls, Luka Doncic will sit the rest of the game. The Mavs have already announced that Kyrie Irving, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Josh Green, Christian Wood will all sit out the entire game tonight against Dallas. They're yeah. done. They're going to Cancun, baby. They are. They uh, They would have to win two games. You know, they, they would have to win two games in a row and have Oklahoma City lose two games. So they understand their chances. Oklahoma City beat Utah last night. That eliminated the Jazz. The Mavericks have a top 10 protected first round pick. They owe it to the Knicks, but it's top 10 protected. So if they get in the lottery and they get anywhere from 1 through 10, they get to keep the pick. Yeah. And then they could use that pick as part of a trade package to try to get some help for Luka. So they desperately right now would rather get into the lottery and have a chance of getting a pick that might be able to help them in a trade. Sounds like they really want to protect that no matter what. Meanwhile, the Pelicans executive VP of basketball ops, our friend David Griffin, said that Zion Williamson will not practice with the team Saturday, would not play in any play-in tournament games next week, and it appears as if he's a question mark should the Pelicans advance beyond the play-in tournament to even play in the first-round series. Yeah, this is uh, after they had clinched a spot in the postseason with that victory over Memphis that guaranteed them a top-nine finish. They can't finish 10th, but they uh, they can they'll finish no worse than ninth, so they'll be in the play-in spot. So that's when they decided to uh, to make the announcement that because of that injury, he's not going to play. He's definitely not playing these next few games. We'll see about the playoffs, but I don't know. D-backs are back at it tonight. They dropped their home opener last night to the Dodgers, five to two. Kind of a meh performance from uh, Barrel Kelly in last night's game. The Diamondbacks' offense once again had it handed to him by Dustin May. How strange was it seeing David Peralta in left field in Dodger blue? I know we kind of went through that last week watching him on TV. Got He was playing catch with the fans out there. Got kind of a mixed reaction, I think, when they announced him. Yeah, there were a lot of boos. Yeah, there were, I was surprised. I was in the stands. You were in the stands. And... There was a lot of booze out there for for him. I don't think you can boo David Peralta. It's just, I mean, I, I have I'm uncomfortable with that because he's with the Dodgers. Yeah. I think I think you know once you go to that hated enemy, it becomes different. If he would have went anywhere else, I think you'd cheer him. But because you went to the Dodgers, not his fault. I mean, it, the card the, the Suns, um, not the Suns, the Diamondbacks traded him to Tampa, and then they didn't want him back, and so he signed with the Dodgers. He's getting a lot of playing time, by the way. Oh, he sure is. Now yeah. tonight, it's Madison Bumgarner getting the start against Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. You would have to think. Matt Bum's got a pretty short leash. He was sent back home during the road trip with arm fatigue. Everyone says he's fine. It's a big start for him tonight. Listen, you can't look for excuses for this guy if he doesn't pitch well. If he just just have to come to the realization that the, that the career is coming to an end. But for the Dimebacks' sake, there's still a lot of money invested in him. They're hoping that he can pitch better. So hopefully, and I hope that, that he pitches better tonight. Diamondbacks also made a roster move today, recalling right-handed pitcher Luis Frias from AAA Reno and put right-handed pitcher Cole Sulser on the 
the 15-day injured list with a shoulder injury retroactive to April 6th. Yeah, just you know, roster move. We saw uh, Salser he gave up the two home runs uh, as you know when they blew that game and they blew the save. Uh, he pitched well in his first outing, but uh, you know Frias is a guy they know when they like. He's another good arm that they can bring up. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, 30 man. years ago to the day, the Sandlot came out in theaters today. Is that crazy? Today's the 30th anniversary of the Sandlot coming out. You're killing My me, My wife Smalls. always tells me that her first crush was the uh, with the main kid. Benny, Benny Rodriguez. Benny was, Rodriguez was, Benny was like Rodriguez? her yeah. first crush. <laughs> when, you know, when uh, when the movie came out. She was only four when the movie came out. <laughs> the windy peppercorn squint scene. When, oh, it was the best, at, one of the at, best at, ever. At the pool is one of the best It's of one all of the time. greatest it's scenes so ever. Great. It's so funny. It is. They got band and the music. Good. That was playing in <laughs> this magic moment. That's great. Uh, Masters great. update brought to you by FanDuel. Round two has been suspended for the day due to weather. It got so bad. A tree fell in the spectator area. A giant I couldn't believe tree. it. I'm surprised nobody got hurt. It's a killed. miracle nobody got it hurt. Is. Right? It is. I mean, you showed me the video of that, and I was like, oh, my God. It was a big tree. Big like tree. A big tree. Yeah. How's that not hit anybody? I don't know. The standings with the suspension due to weather. Brooks Kepka, your leader at 12 under. John Rahm, the ASU golfer, 9 under, 3 shots back. Sam Bennett, 4 shots back at 8 under. Colin Morikawa, he is at minus 6. Defending champ Scotty Scheffler, he's way back. Tied for 29th, 1 under par. NFL offseason updates. Did you see the Kyler Murray video of him squatting I did. today? You sent it to me. He's yeah. squatting already. Good for him. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Working hard to get back. I like that. Looked like he was getting after. It, no doubt. The Tennessee Titans and defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons agreed in principle to a four-year contract extension. $94 million, $66 million in guarantees for him. Ooh, that much, huh? That much for Jeffrey Simmons. Wow. For the Sun Devils, forward Devin Cambridge entering the transfer portal after previously out committing in, to ASU. Out again. I mean, make up your mind. I, I mean, it, every single starter for ASU has either said they're going to go pro Entered the transfer portal or has run out of eligibility. Every single one for Bobby Hurley. Wow. That's what the life's life is going to be, the transfer portal from now on. Yep. That's how teams are going to have to build rosters, teams like ASU. And then UCLA's Jaime Hawkins just declaring for the NBA draft. He's going to forego his final Great year player. Great really player. player. You know, he's projected like late first, early second, but a very good player. Somebody's going to get, to get a, not a steal, but they'll get a good basketball player if they draft him. Yep. That is our 4 o'clock reset. You're all caught up on everything that's going on. When we come back, his recent stat lines in the final week of these games have shown signs of the point god, and yet a different version of the point god. What does that mean for the Suns come playoff time? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo, live at Champagne Lanes on Sunday, presented by Michelob Ultra. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Exactly where we are today, and uh, we're starting to get a decent little crowd filing in here on a Friday afternoon. We invite you to come down here and join us while there's still a couple of lanes to hop on. Champagne Lanes. We're in the Roosevelt Row section of downtown Phoenix. Actually, just a little north of downtown Phoenix, if you will. Uh, really, really cool area of bars and restaurants and apartments and and all of that. And uh, this is great. We've had a lot of fun in here between during the commercial breaks. You and I have gone over there and bowled. We a little been bit. trying for, for about four hours now to get a strike. Can't do it. Can't do it. Like, I'm obsessed with it now, too. I've gone over there the last couple of breaks just trying to throw one, and I, yeah. I can't quite 
figure it out. Um, it's, Matter of fact, if we said we're not going to come back and do this show until we get a strike, you wouldn't hear from us again. <laughs> That's how hard it is. It's been tough. It's freaking hard. It's tough. They've got a great venue. They've got a, a full bar in here. Uh, and the lanes, it's not traditional bowling. It's called duck bowling, uh, where the lanes are shorter. The ball is like a bocce mm-hmm. ball. Um, and the pins are, aren't nearly as tall. It's a lot of fun. It's a really cool place to hang out. It's got this great, like, retro good vibe, vibe in here. Vibe, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. It's a really fun place. So this is a good Friday night joint for sure. So come by and see us. We're going to be here until 6 o'clock tonight. All right, so we talked about it in the reset. The Suns got the Lakers tonight. Uh, AD and LeBron are questionable. We'll see if they play for the Suns. Their core four are not going to play, which I think was kind of the plan all along. They all got heavy, heavy minutes last night, and so they all have the night off tonight. We'll see about Sunday against the Clippers when they close out the regular season. And, of course, you know, who they're going to play in the first round is a mystery, and and it's a mess. Um, I just saw playoff tickets on Saturday. Monday. Oh, the yeah. Phoenix Suns. Oh. Round one games one and two. Dates and opponents to be determined. Go on sale to the general public Monday, 12 p.m. Monday at noon. 12 p.m. Noon. Mm. Mezzogiorno. Noon. Mezzogiorno. Okay. 12 o'clock Monday. Mezzogiorno. Mezzogiorno. <laughs> okay. Midnight is mezzanotte. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Mezzogiorno. I'll, I'll try to remember that. Yes. Try to remember that. There was virtually nothing to take out of last night's game against the Nuggets. I, I tried to make the argument, probably unsuccessfully, that if you're going to pull one thing out of last night's game, all it is is a reinforcement of what we've already seen out of Chris Paul. He took 12 three-pointers last night. That tied a career high. Wide open. He made seven three-pointers I don't know that any night. of them were contested. They were wide open. Yeah, and, and if that's any kind of an indication of the avenues that are going to open up for this team because of Kevin Durant in the postseason, yeah. you've said it for the last three weeks, steadily, consistently. You think Chris Paul is the key to this whole deal. I really do. For the Suns, him taking and making those shots is a big part of him being a key if he is, in fact, yes. a key to this. Yeah, because I think that he's a perf- perfectly suited to be the third guy on the team. You know, between him and D.A., I think it could switch. Some days it'll be D.A., some days it'll be Chris Paul. But I think, you know, I think, you know, I, I really do believe I'm, I know what I'm going to get out of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And I think the other two guys are kind of wild cards. I don't know what I'm going to get out of D.A. or Chris Paul. But Chris has been real consistent lately. And I think with a lot of the pressure off of him, not even the pressure to, you know, to have to score, but the pressure to not have to facilitate as much. You know, he doesn't have to because, you know, he could go sit out in the corner or, or at the top of the key and wait for the shot. Like, there was a wide-open three where Torrey Craig got the ball from somebody else. He just passed it to Chris. He was wide open. He shot him towards the end of the game. It was a beautiful basket. But he doesn't have to have 14 assists for the Suns to win a basketball game no. anymore. Here's Chris Paul after the game. He was asked about setting a career high in three-pointers made. And he's like, man, I should have made more than that. Should have made more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just trying to take them shots, you know, and that's why these games are important. It's a new way. Uh, like I said, I ain't never really played with guys that's getting doubled like this, so um, I think it's not just wait to the playoffs and, you know, find that rhythm. You know, you need to use these games to, to do that. Look, I never had any doubts, and I don't think you did either, that Chris Paul eventually would adapt to what this new rule new role, I should say, required him to be. He needs to be more of a catch-and-shoot guy in this offense. I had no doubt that he would. Last night, to me, was 
Like, you could really see him embrace it, I thought. Like, really, okay, you're going to leave me that open? Fine, here we go. Because I, I, I and, and that was always the biggest question I had about it was from Chris's standpoint, he just seems so much more comfortable being the distributor, right? Always. Be, being the facilitator. Always. So to see him with only it. two assists, three assists, it's, it's weird, right? That's probably weird for him, too. It's a totally new way of him playing basketball, and it takes yeah. some time. You know, it's almost like he's the Cam Johnson on the team now. To a certain extent, yes. You're the spot-up three-point shooter. Yeah. And he's more than that. I don't want to say he's only that. And even Cam Johnson was never only that. But I, I do think that with these doubles that he was talking about in that soundbite just a second ago, he's he's going to get a lot of those spot-up looks. And I, I wasn't sure how long it was going to take him to get used to that. And it doesn't – it seems like he's there now. I do think it took him time to get used to it. I mean, you know, we go back to the playoffs last year against Dallas. I think he was very reluctant to take those shots. Um and whether his, the confidence was there or not or his body was failing him last year, whatever it was, he had the opportunities and he didn't take them. Dallas dared him to take those shots. Well, those shots are going to be a lot of, you know, they're not going to be contested, you know, this year. They're going to be a lot of wide open shots. I, I don't know that you go single coverage on Book and Kevin Durant because I just think you're going to lose those battles. So they're going to, teams are going to have to choose who to double and when to double and how to double. And, yeah. that will, and Chris isn't going to be a guy. Remember, Chris got, you know, Chris got pressure a lot. You know, he's not going to see that this year. He's not going to see the same type of pressure that Dallas and New Orleans put on him. Uh, as far as the adjustment to his game, here's more from Chris on that. Somewhat, but I've always credited myself in being adaptive and understanding that I can play anyway. You know, if it costs me to assist, defend, shoot, whatever it is. And so um, it's a lot of, lot, of, lot of stuff going on in the game. You got Book out there. You got DA. You got KD, you know, and picking your spots. But that's why we do this. And I know you watched the – well, I, actually, I watched the game this morning too because we were both at the Diamondbacks game. There was a stretch there in the fourth quarter where Chris Paul was still very much the maestro of things. I mean, even though he didn't have the assists last night that we're used to seeing – at one point in the fourth quarter, it's like they run a double screen for him, and he's got to make the right read. He gets the ball to Book, who turns it into a mid-range jump shot. Then the next time down, he gets the ball to Durant in the corner for an open three. He nails it because the guy came That was the one in. where he went under the basket yeah. and then kind of scooped it to him. Yeah. That and was a great play. Great play. Then there was another one that was where, a really great play. where nobody left their guy, and DeAndre Ayton was just wide open down the middle. It's like, okay, here you go, big fella go yeah. get a couple of free throws right and those so while they might not always lead to assists uh traditional assists that the hockey assist if you will the pass that leads to the pass that leads to the basket he's still going to have the responsibility of setting that up but i'm i'm starting to come around to what you said about chris I, i've not that i didn't think he was a key guy but i always thought deandre Eaton was going to just get so many wide open looks and defensively it was going to be so key chris paul's gonna it's going to require him to really make the right read every single time because he's just going to have so many options. He's going to have to choose the right one, and it's going to require him to shoot. And last night it looked like he was up to the task. For yeah, sure. and, it's, and, and having to play this style may not wear him out the way he got worn out last Good year. Good point. It's a good point. May not get worn out. Handle the ball all the time, bringing the ball up the all the time. The pressure that you had with Alvarado pressuring you full court all those games and what they did to you. 
you're not going to have that same thing. You know, and you can give the ball up so many times. So he's probably, you know, fatigue-wise, he's probably not going to be as fatigued after the games as he was last year. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, especially, too, with the pressure of last year. He had to be the number two scorer on this team. He had to be. Doesn't have that pressure this year. Nope. Doesn't have to. No, nope. uh, you know, and and I, I think that'll make things quite a bit easier on him as well. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We've got two games left in the regular season. Gambo and I still have absolutely no idea who's going to be getting the minutes off the bench, save for a guy or two. That's next, Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo, afternoons. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Live from the Champagne Lanes here in the Roosevelt Row section of downtown Phoenix. Right uh, 2nd Street, just a tick or two south of Roosevelt Road here. And a uh, nice crowd coming in on a Friday afternoon with everything going on in downtown Phoenix today. We'd love for you to come join us as it's Sun's Day presented by Michelob Ultra. Come down and hang out with us. We're going to be here for another 90 minutes or so. They've got the cool lanes. Gambo and I still struggling to bowl a strike before. Unbelievable. Like literally running over during commercial breaks and throwing a ball trying to see if we We throw our headphones off. We run over to lane six and we try as hard as we can until the break's over to get a strike and we're over. (laughs) It's it's a very it's not like regular bowling. We would have a strike if it was regular bowling by now, but we don't. It's it's very it's a very different kind of thing here. So we're working on it. Uh, we look forward to you coming down. It's a really cool place here at Champagne Lanes. Um All right, so the Suns tonight against the Lakers, and as we've told you a few times, just heard in the update, no Kevin Durant, no Devin Booker, no Chris Paul, no DeAndre Ayton. Um, Two games left in the regular season. The Suns have nothing to play for starting tonight. Locked into number four. No idea what the game plan is going to be on Sunday. If nothing else, with no core four tonight, you're going to get a long, long look at the bench guys for the Suns. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to mean anything relative to who's going to be playing when these games matter, but you will get a long look at everybody coming off the bench tonight. You know, I said the other day that I almost like give up trying to figure out what Monty was doing. That was the day he benched campaign. The campaign mm-hmm. didn't play because, you know, going into that game, it's like, oh, Cam's been great. We had James Jones on the week before. They were raving, raving about how how good he's been, and then he doesn't play. And it's like, okay, you're putting Landry Shamit out there. And I think – I mean, I do. I think it's nothing but one big experiment right now to kind of see how can certain guys fit with certain guys and pieces. I think the one thing that's pretty obvious is that the KD and Chris Paul starting the second and the fourth quarters, you know, that's a change from the beginning when it was just KD with bench guys. Right. You know, so yep. you're seeing a lot of bench guys play, but he's making sure that he has two starters on the court with the bench guys in the, at the start of these quarters now, not just one. Yeah, and and so now it's three instead of four, as you point out. I, I, the, I think the one that really is not a bench player necessarily, but the role of the fifth starter on this team in some ways kind of is a bench player because so much attention is on the four guys. I do wonder when they open up game one, whoever they're going to play against, I presume next Sunday. Is Torrey Craig the starter or is Josh Okogie the starter? Only and I, think, I only ask. I that, think Josh Okogie. You think so? Just because yeah, of the defense. They, well, and, I, and I think that Torrey's really good suited coming off the bench too. You know, so I do think that Torrey's real suited. Like you could bring 
Tori in for, for KD. You could bring Tori in for Joss. Like, I don't know. I, I probably think that it's it's probably Tori off the bench right now based on what we've seen. It does seem to be a role that he's better suited for. I, I liked what Kellen said when he was on with us earlier. Okay, yeah, who starts? Who finishes? You know, who's who's the fifth guy on the floor with them at the end? Is well, it? they match up. They go offense defense, and or, you know they, they will they will go offense defense. Monty's really big on close games, late switching guys out. You know, for the offense and for the defense, depending on you know what 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 they need. If they need offense, they'll go a certain way, and if they need defense, they'll go a certain way. If they need a three point shooter because they're down three. You might see it be Landry. If you need a rebound, you might see it be Tory. If you know you're going to pressure them full court, you might have a Josh. Like I think, you know, Monty's pretty good at the last couple of minutes knowing what they need on each possession. And being able to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah I think about a guy like Ross if they need shooting or T.J. Warren if they need kind of that, that – not that he's a two-way presence, but he's a little bit better of a defender if you wanted to have a little bit of a hybrid out there. There are options, and, and I guess you know tonight's game, it's not what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Kevin Durant and LeBron James against each other Wait, for the first time since Christmas of 2018. Which right? is crazy. But none of, you know we thought there were going to be so many meaningful games when KD came back, and there weren't. I know. We, we were expecting, we were expecting, there's going to be, a, look at the schedule. Everybody's playing for something. It was only one team they were playing, San Antonio, that wasn't playing for anything. And me and you had this discussion, knowing KD would look at the schedule. They got two against Denver. They got to play the Clippers. They got to play the Lakers. Man, they, 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 these are going to be meaningful. Meaningful games that really were going to be able to get a good gauge. None of them were. None no, of them. No. The Minnesota game, to your point, was probably the closest it came. Um, Oklahoma City a little bit, but that's a 10 seed. But all those games that we thought would would be something ended up not being anything. Yeah, that would that we would that we thought we were going to learn something about this team and how they played in in high profile games against. How, yeah, we didn't we didn't really get any of that. That's fine. I don't think they needed that necessarily. It would have been. I, I think we all would have loved like. In a in a perfect world, really, in a we get a fully rested Suns team tonight at full strength against a fully rested Lakers team at full strength tonight, where two teams have everything in the world to play for, or at least nothing to hide from, right? No reason to not play as hard as they possibly could and just see how they stack up. I would have loved to have seen a game like that, any game like that over the last two weeks with the Suns. We didn't get one. We didn't get outside of maybe Minnesota and, to your point, Oklahoma City. I mean, we, we didn't get one. I do think, though, going back to the bench, what you will see tonight is something we didn't get last night. With last night, we got four guys who were starting and playing a bunch of minutes, and they were bored. There, there, there was no intensity. There was no, there, there was no interest in being out there on the floor. If nothing else, at least the bench guys tonight should go out there with this idea of playing their asses off because, yeah. you know, I mean. That's what they, you saw last night with the Nuggets. Absolutely. And, and Those guys I, were playing. How many points did Bruce Brown have in that game? Uh, he had. He was killing it. Reggie Jackson has been 31 Reg, for Bruce Brown. I think it was 31, and then Reggie Jackson had 20, and that guy couldn't sniff any minutes, got an opportunity to do You look at that game last night, you're watching Reggie Jackson make these big shots late, you're like, why are they not playing him? Like, how is that guy not getting playing time? Like, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, like, the bench guys on Denver played really, really hard because it was their time. It was their time to get minutes and prove that they deserve to play, and I think you'll see the same thing tonight with the Sun Roll guys. And that, to me, is the reason to tune in. That, that, that's the reason to watch, is that if nothing else, you'll have guys that are interested in playing as hard as they possibly can. I don't know if there's anything to gain in terms of, here's what I mean by that, 
I don't know if like if somebody goes somebody goes out there and balls tonight and plays really well. Does Monty go? You know what? I changed my mind. I want that guy. I don't. You know what? I, I wish I could. I mean, normally, I, I feel like I could give you pretty good answers. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Like, like can't I was pointing to a listener oh. behind you. You thought I was pointing to you. I was pointing to a listener behind you. Pointed at. Um, like I, I don't know. I I, no, I don't know what Monty's mindset is right now for for the way he's going to use his bench. I mean, you know, Tory, you know, Tory or Josh are going to be the first guy off. I still think it's going to be campaign. Last night you saw Jacques Landau get run, sure but did. I still think it's going to be Biz. But I don't know for sure because of the way you know Monty has tried to use these guys. So it's very hard to figure out. Yeah, I mean. I, the one that baffles me the most is even in a game. I know the starters played heavy, heavy minutes last night, so maybe it's not fair to say this or know this. I, I am surprised that Ish doesn't get more run. He, he's of all the guys that we're not quite sure how they fit in this puzzle. I could have sworn that Ish was going to have more of a role. I really could have sworn that two weeks ago. I'm like, oh yeah, Ish. He's he's kind of a two way guy. He can defend. He can make a shot if you leave him open. He can do a little bit of both. I would have thought he would have been a guy. Um, but yeah, to your point, if Landry Shamit goes out and has an unbelievable game tonight, does that guarantee that Landry Shamit's going to be? I don't know. Does that guarantee that Landry Shamit's going to be a major part of what Monty wants come playoffs? I don't know. I, it's it's been so hard to decipher. It's been so hard to crack the code these last few weeks with the bench yeah, guys. And listen, I really don't know. I, I know you don't want to turn people off, but the reality is these last, these last two games don't mean a damn thing. They, yeah. none of these, they haven't played meaningful basketball games with Kevin Durant. If the closest you can come to a meaningful basketball game with Durant is the Timberwolves, we're in some trouble um, as far as that, as, as far as you wanting meaningful games. Now, you're going to have one next weekend. Those games will all be meaningful, and you'll see the Suns at their, 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 their strength. The Suns right now, you know, for a long time, it was like you thought maybe it was good to get the Suns early because Durant was injured, because Book had been injured, Paul had been injured. Well, now they're one of the healthiest teams. They're one of the more healthy teams. Sacramento's been healthy all year, too. But they're a healthier team. So, you know, that whole thought of, you know, look, it's better to get the Clippers early right now. It might be better to get the Warriors early because of Wiggins, the Clippers because of Paul George, Denver because they've got Murray and Jokic hurt. It might be better to get those teams early than it is to get the Suns early now. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, three weeks out from the NFL draft, the mocks continue to pour in. One, we really need to talk about cardinals move down and they draft who that's next here on the burns and gambo show burns and gambo arizona sports the local sports leader 445 on this friday afternoon let's send it back to the auction community studios eric ruby is standing by he's got today's twitter poll question of the day Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, got the update, Rubes. What's going on? What do we got? Well, it might not be the number one thing on Suns fans' mind as we approach the playoffs, but the all NBA teams will be selected for this regular season. And I'm wondering how many Suns you guys think will make the all NBA teams. There's three of them, and you've got two players that I believe are worthy of nominations. You got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker as options for either of them to make an all NBA team or no sons make the all nba team this year we're gonna go buck yeah i'm gonna go, we're book gonna go buck too I, i'm i'm not sure it's a really hard read right now to figure out where it's gonna break although i did see that as of right now kevin durant if his season ends right now 50 40 90 
He's a 50-40-90 player. You know, somebody, 29 points per game. Somebody and he somebody tweeted that out, like a verified guy, account. And he tweeted back at the guy and he said, "Doesn't count. I only played I didn't play 65 games." Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, like he's like almost dismissing it. Like, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Doesn't get it. matter. I didn't I, get 50, I, 40, I didn't 90. play sixty five. Got to play. So you said you got to play sixty five games. And we don't know what we're talking. Fifty forty ninety is fifty percent from the floor, forty percent from three, ninety percent from the free throw line. It's considered a mark of absolute offensive excellence. It's like almost like a triple crown kind of thing. Uh, all right, so I, I agree. I Booker, but I'm not. I'm not married to this concept. What does our audience say? Booker is sitting in last place individually, leading the way in the poll at fifty two point five percent. They believe no Suns will make an all-NBA team this year. In second place at 24%, they believe Kevin Durant will be the only Sun to make an all-NBA team. And less than a percentage behind at 23.4%, it is Devin Booker. If you add both of them up, it's about a 47-53 split. Somebody believes they'll get uh, somebody on the all-NBA team versus they won't. Okay. And and Mitch points out on the teams, the reason why he said 65 you know, it doesn't count. You know, the fifty forty, the new the new CBA. In order to qualify for awards next year, you you have to play sixty five games. Right. So he's kind of making fun of the new CBA. Like, yeah, no, the fifty forty ninety doesn't count. Oh, okay. He's making fun of. Yeah, he's making fun of the fact that the new rules will be oh. with the new CBA that if you oh. didn't play sixty five games, you won't. Qualify. By the way, remember you were saying that um, that Luke is only going to uh, play the first quarter tonight. That's the report. And you were yes. looking for a reason why. Uh huh. I got the reason. What's the reason? It's Slovenia night. Oh, in so Dallas. They, so they want to make sure he plays to honor Slovenia night. Okay, yeah. hi, I'm here. I'm Slovenia playing, night. and then I'm yeah. done. And that's uh, I sent a message over to Dallas, and I got a message back. Slovenia night. Like, oh. I'm like, first quarter only. How's he only playing like, Slovenia night? Yeah, because everyone else is getting the night off. Why not yeah. give him the night off? He's got to play the Slovenians are leaving after the first quarter, too, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they came all the way out there to see their Mavs, and he's going to play one quarter. <laughs> that's why. That's why Luka Doncic is only playing one night tonight because it's Slovenian night. Yeah, Mavs waving the white flag tonight. Gone fishing. I <laughs> can't wait to see that. <laughs> no, Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs. Wow, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. They upset the Suns. Wow, oh, they just made. I mean, that just goes to show you. Like the problem is, they're not good enough. They weren't good enough to win a championship. They knew it. So they didn't just want to bring everybody back because that team probably not good enough to get out of the first or second round, even with Brunson and Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. They're probably not a championship. But maybe this, who knows, this year maybe they would have been. This year is so crazy. Yeah, the West is so, but is they so blew, crazy. But they blew it up to try to, you know, get themselves another star with Luka. Yeah. Yeah, It's and and what they do with Kyrie this offseason and how those negotiations go, does he, I mean, think about everything that they've lost and given up the last couple of years, whether it was Dinwiddie or Brunson or um, Dorian Finney-Smith, mm-hmm. right, Finney in the Finney. trade, the draft picks. I can't imagine they just want two months of Kyrie Irving, but then have they seen enough of Kyrie Irving where they want him on a max contract for four years? I, I, I don't know if that's the right combination in Dallas. I really, really don't. They have they have painted themselves into the corner of all corners in Dallas. I mean, a terrible move with the Christian Wood. That was terrible. Terrible he's move. An awful player. He's yep. not, he's, I've never liked liked him as a player. They just the players they added have just not been a good fit. No, not at all. And it was nice to see Mark Cuban take some of the blame for that too the other day when he met with the media. All right, um 
draft is three weeks from yesterday. So this time, three weeks from right now, the second round will be underway. The Cardinals will have probably already chosen a player in the second round. Wow. Right? Three if, weeks from right now. If they don't now. trade down. If they don't trade down. If they don't trade down. Uh, so we're still sifting through the mocks, and we're, we're kind of focusing now on the ones that go beyond the ordinary, not just them staying at three and taking right. Will Anderson. Yeah, we've seen enough of the let's stay at three. Give me, give me the juicy stuff. Okay. This is a we're juicy talk one. about mock drafts. Let's go juicy. This is a juicy one. You ready for this one? Yeah. This is one I found today on The Athletic. 2023 mock NFL draft, how each team should attack rounds one through three. They project a trade for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. They project a trade with the Detroit Lions at number six. They have the Lions coming up to number three and not taking a quarterback, taking Will Anderson Jr. And they have the Cardinals moving down to six and taking Jalen Carter. That's crazy. <laughs> Nobody moved, nobody's going to move up for Will Anderson. I'd be shocked. You don't think so? Is no, he, I don't. I really don't. Is I he think, not that kind of a generational just, defensive player? I just think that. No, I, I really like him. But you don't ever see anybody move up. You know, because to move up, you've got to give up. You're, you know, you got to give up a lot to move up in that situation. And I don't know if you're going you're gonna to do that when you could still end up with, there's other really good defensive players. Quarterbacks are the ones. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win. Usually you move up for quarterbacks. Yeah, Usually. you could get the, you could get edge rushers. You could find guys. Why not just stay there and take Tyree Wilson? You know? I mean, do you really think Will Anderson is that much better than him? I, well, I mean, it's just an odd trade to me. In their mock, they actually had Tyree gone at five. But I, I find it odd, too. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I find it in fact, I find the whole thing to be odd. Uh, nothing against Jalen Carter. We have no idea where he's going to land on draft night. We know the he, doesn't, he doesn't think he's dropping past ten. Yeah, his agent, agent yeah. Drew Rosenhaus, not meeting with teams outside the top ten. There's a lot of things I don't like about this. I, the, the Cardinals move down from three to six, and all they get is an extra second round pick for their troubles to move out of. I'd Will rather Anderson just stay and Jaylen take Carter. Will Anderson at three. That makes it, that's the dumbest thing you could do. If they do that, that they should probably fire Monty Austin for it right away. <laughs> if you drop down three spots and lose out on Will Anderson and all you pick up is like one extra pick, that's insanity. That's truly insanity. I know you believe that too. Oh, I do know that this is this and that's why I bring this one up. It's like really? You think you think this is what the Cardinals should do? Like that that this benefits them enough. Now I've got the draft profile here for one Jalen Carter. Uh, I'm in the captain's chair now with this one because I got the last one right. This okay, is okay. from the old crew. Old crew. I believe if I remember right, it's Sarah. That's oh. my guess. Old crew is Sarah, um, Eric, Mitch, and Maloney. I think you're right, but I'll go Eric just because I got to pick a different name. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia. You've probably heard the oh. name Jalen Carter for many reasons this draft season. The six foot three, three hundred and fourteen pound defensive tackle out of Georgia has been at the center of media attention after being arrested on misdemeanor charges for his alleged involvement in a deadly car accident. While final details on the case are yet to come out, and Carter stating he will be fully exonerated when they do, the former projected number one overall pick will still bring the power, quick first step 
step and violent hands that helped him lead the Georgia Bulldogs to the fewest rushing yards allowed per game in 2022. Oh, and also their second national championship in as many years. NFL comparison, Titans defensive lineman and two-time All-Pro second teamer Jeffrey Simmons. Well played. Gauntlet back. Oh, yeah, gauntlet. Oh, yeah, the gauntlet back. Thank back you. to you. Thank you. Some. you are that the, something. You're in the captain's chair I, now, Gambo. Congratulations. I, if I wasn't going to go, I, I kind of had a feeling, I, maybe it's Eric, but no, maybe you're right, but yeah, it ended up being Good Eric. call. No, yeah. good call. Good call. Uh, that mock draft is, I agree with you, it's absolutely crazy. I will say this real quick. One thing, okay, mock draft aside, have you seen Anthony Richardson's visit schedule? Yes. Oh, this yeah, is. Yeah, you sent that to me today. That was fascinating. This is crazy. All right. Yeah. Here, Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback. This is his pre draft visit schedule over the next week or so. He is going to. He's with the Raiders today. Yeah. They pick seven. So Vegas. He visits the Panthers on Sunday and Monday. They pick first. Fly to Carolina. The Colts on Tuesday and Wednesday. They pick four. Fly over to Indianapolis. The week of April 16th, he's scheduled to visit the Titans. Fly to Tennessee. The Falcons. Then go to Atlanta. And the Ravens. And then go to Baltimore. Man, that's a lot of air miles. Uh, that is. You know, you can get upgraded to first class once you get all those you know, those points. Look at those teams, though. Raiders, seventh, might have to move up. Panthers, first. They wouldn't have to, obviously. Colts at four. Who knows? That was the, that was the moral of that story. Teams that have to move up. Yeah, but the Ravens? The Ravens. Well, did you hear the the uh, the interview that? What's the general manager? Eric DaCosta. They told the media, "You are not allowed to ask us about Lamar Jackson." Right. So one and guy did. One guy did. He's and like, then the PR guy was like, oh, no, no. So the guy phrased it a different way, and DaCosta answered, "Yeah, we're looking. If we have we have quarterbacks in the top thirty-one. Yeah, we're looking at the quarterbacks." Well, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, we turn our attention back to the Suns. They've made their decision. Tonight is a night off for the core four. What does it mean for them? What does it mean for their opponent? We'll talk about it next on Burns and Gambo.